Yes, it is a good morning and happy weekend, KBLA Talk 1580 listeners. You are tuned in to Out Loud with Ariva Martin, but I am not Ariva Martin, as you can probably tell by my voice. My name is Angela Redock Wright. I am the host of KBLA Talk 1580 Legal Legal Lens with Angela, which comes on following Ariva Martin Out Loud at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Saturdays and 1 p.m. on Sundays. I have the privilege of guest hosting for Ariva today, and thank you so much, Ariva, for this opportunity. One of the reasons I appreciate the opportunity to guest host her show or other shows um, on KBLA Talk 1580 is because it allows me to bring in some other guests uh, that are not lawyers or policymakers, which my show is focused on um, legal and policy issues. So it gives me a chance to do some different types of shows and talk to people who are doing other great and outstanding things. And you'll find out in just a moment that we have such a guest with us today. Um, this is the first weekend of October 2022, and we are broadcasting to you live at KBLA Talk 1580 from Lamarck Park, U- USA, part of the famous Crenshaw District. And those of you who listen to my show know that I love, I love LA, I love Crenshaw, I love Lamarck Park, I love California. I am a California girl through and through, although I'm originally from the South, which I love also. I just love life. So there you go. Um, it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. It's the October 1st or the first weekend in October and it's beautiful and I hope it's um, a beautiful autumn day in other parts of the country as well. But we do know that um, Florida, the state of Florida experienced um extreme weather this week with Hurricane Ian and that it was quite devastating throughout many parts of Florida. So our hearts certainly go out to our friends and our families um, in the state of Florida. And of course, Hurricane Ian is now making its way up the eastern seaboard and parts of the south. And so our hearts go out to our friends in those areas as well, um, praying for safety and minimal damage by Hurricane Ian. Um, You are listening to KBLA Talk 1580, and you can listen to us on the Ariva Martin Out Loud show, the Legal Lens with Angela show at 11 a.m., and all of our KBLA Talk 1580 shows. We have some great hosts and great shows. You can listen to us at any time on your AM dial if you still listen to radio, or you can tell Alexa to play KBLA Talk 1580. That's my personal favorite way to listen when I'm at home. Um, Or you can download the app, which is my second most favorite way to listen uh, when I'm out and about um, in town, around town, and I want to take KBLA Talk 1580 with me wherever I go. And you can take KBLA with you wherever you go by downloading our app and listen anytime. And you want to utilize one of those methods today. I promise you, you do not want to miss the show that we have in store for you. And you want to immediately now call your family, call your friends, tell them to tune in because we have a great show planned for you on self-care, on self-care with uh, my good friend, author, uh, longtime business professional, Sherry Betts. Um, And she is the author of the ABCs of Self-Care, Your Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, and More Peaceful Life. Good morning, Sherry. Sherry, I'm going to bring you in more formally a little bit later, but I just want our listeners to hear your, your voice. Good morning. How are you? 
I'm great, Angela. Thank you so much for having me here today. Of course, of course. And you look beautiful. And I know you are prepared and ready to share some great insights with our listeners. Um, there, As we all know, there's so much going on in the world. It seems like we're in a constant state of chaos, whether it be in our political world, with social issues, work issues, global warming, the weather, war, um, and so much more. Every time we turn on the TV, it just it's almost like what now, right? When we turn on the TV, and this impacts. Um, it's very easy to get caught up in the news cycles and for it to impact our moods and our ability to tend to ourselves and our personal well-being. And the impact is even more so on black people and black women in particular. In fact, um, a recent study um, by the Health and Human Services Office of Minority Health states that black adults in the U.S. are more likely than white adults to report persistent symptoms of emotional distress, such as sadness and feeling like everything is an effort. Wow, I can relate to that. Like everything is an effort, everything we do. And this, the impact is even more so on black adults living beyond the poverty line. Um, and the same study shows that black Americans are less likely to receive guidelines, consistent care, less frequently included in research and more likely to use emergency rooms or primary care rather than mental health specialists or engaging in discussions like we're having today with our guest um, Sherry Betts on self-care. And um, so today's topic is super important. Sherry's going to share with us many more statistics and um, a more in-depth insight into self-care and what it means in our community, the black community and in particular and among black women also, and give us some real tips and tools for helping to navigate and to helping to tune into our own self-care. And one of the things I love about what Sherry says in her writing is that self-care is not just about pampering. So if you're like, oh, today is Saturday, nails done, hair done, massage, all of that, that's wonderful, that's great, and I hope you all are doing that. But Sherry challenges us to think about self-care in a much deeper way, something that goes to the heart of who we are and to our soul. So you don't want to miss this discussion. We're talking to Sherry Betts, author of the ABCs of self-care, your guide to creating a happy, healthy, and more peaceful life. Stay tuned. We have a lot to talk about. People and perspectives that matter in the moment. More of Ariva Martin Outlaw when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. Yes, it is. It is a lovely day here at KBLA Talk 1580. This is Angela Redock Wright, and I am guest hosting for Ariva Martin Out Loud with Ariva. Hello, Ariva, and we are sending love and light to you today and to all of our listeners. Hopefully, you are. That's Bill Withers with Lovely Day, and hopefully, you're having a lovely day. We're having, uh, we have a great show lined up for you today on self care and with self care expert and author Sherry Betts. And that's Sherry spelled S-H-E-R-I, last name Betts, B-E, B as in boy, E-T-T as in Tom, S, just in case you want to quickly Google her and find out all about her book and order her book 
the um, ABCs of self-care, your guide to creating a happy, healthy, and more peaceful life. Let me tell you a little bit more about Sherry. She is the president of Maximum Impact and an author, as I've stated. She has been helping people practice better self-care for over 20 years inside and out of corporations as a consultant and coach. As a PCC credential life and executive coach and certified organization development professional, Sherry is committed to making a difference in the world one person at a time and that she is doing and one organization at a time as well. She hosts her Bachelor of Science or BA from Washington U University and her Master's in Business from UCLA. Go Bruins! Um, I'm a UCLA law grad, so super, always happy to have a fellow Bruin in the house. So Sherry, um, thank you again for joining us today. As I mentioned in the introduction, I love when I have a chance to um, guest host uh, another KBLA Talk uh, 1580, um, our host, to guest host one of their shows. I, mean, I use the word host so many times um, because it gives me a chance to bring people like you and who I've been following and would love to have a conversation with. And so I'm excited to have this conversation with you about self-care. And um, in full transparency, um, this is sort of a round you know one of those 360 moments where life comes together in a way that's so nice and um, Sherry and I actually know each other from many years ago not to age or date either of us but we were Sherry was one she was uh, uh, what the director of a program called Inroads, which I participated in when I was in college. And for those who haven't heard of that program, it's a program that introduces um, college students to uh, high school and college students to opportunities to work in corporate America. And it comes with lots of mentoring and support and the opportunity to work with really great companies with the idea that you may go and work for that company once you graduate from college. And so Sherry was the director of the program when I was involved. And she was, uh, if you see her, she looks amazing. Like whatever her age is, it's the new 21 or 25, right? So she was that director that all the young girls in particular in the program and probably the young boys, they're probably in love with her. Uh, but the girls, we looked up to her. It's like, wow, we want to be like her when we grow up. So to have, and Cherry and I have reconnected in our professional and our community circles. And so now to have you here, Sherry, is such an honor. So say say hello again to everyone let us know how you're feeling today oh my goodness um angela like you this this is a full circle moment and i'm so excited to be here with you today and to see how you've grown and in your career and blossomed into the beautiful young woman that you are it's wonderful i'm, I'm feeling full full my thank heart is full you. right now thank you so much and so tell us how you came to write this book on self-care and where that kind of fits into your own um, life and professional journey. Sure, sure. So, um, so actually, I wrote the book I needed to read. Okay. <laughs> so I want to make that real clear. Um, I am I am definitely a self care expert, but I am constantly learning new ways to take better care of myself. Um, so I um, I actually learned. Um, I started taking notes about what I was doing t about ten years ago, mm -hmm. and um, started thinking about oh, you know, what what kind of book could I write to really educate the world about um, just life. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to write a book on self-care um, mm. to teach me and all the other uh, coaching clients that I was working with 
how to have a better life. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are life skills. Self-care is life skills. So thank you for introducing the concept that self-care is more than pampering. Um, because I define self-care as the practice of taking an active role in protecting your well-being and happiness. And uh, that's more of a long-term strategy. Pampering is good uh, and definitely um, need it. Uh, but it's more of a short-term strategy. Right, right. And let's let's just take a step back even further. So I know you from being involved in the business and corporate world. So when you announced your book at one of our friends' gatherings, I was like, wow, okay, how did you, you know, go from being business and corporate, and you're still active in that world, to um, now kind of being on a on a additional path, I would say. Um, so... Part of what we want to accomplish with this show is that we know that those listening in are men and women who are on the front lines, either in terms of their advocacy every day or their children's schools and their workplace. But they experience, you know, substantial stressors, um, particularly in the workplace. Tie your work now to more of your background in corporate America and kind of what you've been doing in corporate America and then how this book and your self-care journey connects to that to help our listeners see that your story is relatable to them. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, so actually, um, um, like I said, I wrote the book I needed to read Mm -hmm. and, um, having been in corporate America for most of my career, um, I've dealt with a lot of uh, discrimination, uh, bias, sometimes unconscious, sometimes conscious bias, mm-hmm. um, racism, sexism, you name it. All I've of had, the isms. All the isms <laughs> I've, had, I've had to deal with. And um, so um, I tell my friends um, all the time, I have a very low tolerance for unhappiness. Mm. Very low tolerance. And that's always been the case? Always been the case. Okay. Um, so as I tr- navigated my way through corporate America, I had to learn how to be happy in spite of being ignored, being undervalued, um, be- having the need to play small. Um, I've had to deal with all of that in mm-hmm. corporate America. And what I learned over time is that I can't control anyone else but me. Mm-hmm. I have to figure out what I can do differently right. to make my life happier and better. And so that's um, that's really why I say, you know, so it's so important because it has helped me to cope um, in, and deal with uh, hurts and disappointments that, I didn't expect to to get because, um, like you, I was a part of Inroads when I was in college, mm-hmm. and I was told that I was the best and the brightest, right. and everybody um, is going to see what a star I was. And um, and then I got to corporate America, and they're like, uh, "Who do you think you are? Right, um, right. Uh, excuse me, uh, you're black and you're a female. You think you are all that and a bag of chips? Mm-hmm. Well, at first I did." <laughs> <laughs> And you still do, but but, once that comes at you, you got to now find new ways to cope and engage, right? Yes, yes. So I realized that, you know, everybody wasn't going to see me in the same way that my inroads um, director did or my Mm -hmm. inroads family did. So 
Um, so I had to learn how to cope. Um, and 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 these these all of these habits that I share in this book are things that I do on a regular basis okay. and that have helped me over the years. So you um, walk what you preach, so to Absolutely. speak, and you live what you preach. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's jump right into it. So your first point is that self care is not optional, especially for African Americans. Tell us more about that. Well, um, we actually, you talked a little bit about the emotional stress that uh, we as African Americans and women have to deal with because of all the bias and, and um, microaggressions that we deal with on sometimes a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So um, it's that stress is what is, is makes us more vulnerable mm-hmm. to heart disease and to stroke. Mm. So there's a statistic that says that we are 50% more likely to die of a stroke and 30% more likely to die of a heart attack than non-Hispanic whites. Oh, wow. So we got to watch this. Mm-hmm. We have to be um, make sure that we um, find ways of dealing with um, all the stuff that we have to deal with, all the news. Um, sometimes I even um, actually on a regular basis take a news fast mm-hmm. um, and don't even look at the news because I don't want to hear all that negativity. Right, right. <laughs> so. And I'm a news junkie and I have to force <laughs> myself to withdraw at times. So especially if I, if I could see myself leaning, leaning into all the negativity that we're seeing in the news. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so and we're all seductive, uh, seduced by that, that news and and the negativity that it brings, mm-hmm. um, just to stay in touch with what's going on in the world. Right. But as African Americans and women, we have to be even more protective of our well-being and happiness. Mm. And so we have to keep that in mind, have that as a mindset right? as we're navigating through all of that negativity. Yes, yes. And then, so how do we know we need more when we get to that point how do we know that we need to engage in in more self-care what does that look like like what are some of the signs so to speak sure Uh, so some of the signs are first of all if you're not having health uh, happiness and health and peace of mind on a regular basis Mm -hmm. that's definitely a sign that's just generically however some of the things that I I learned about myself. Um, sometimes I didn't realize that I needed self care until I hit a wall, mm-hmm. burnout, um, uh, uh, insomnia. Uh, was a real big part, um, overwhelmed, just overwhelmed with all of the commitments and the things that were necessary to live day to day. Anxiety. Anxiety is a big one. If you have uncontrolled anxiety, if you're not able to control your anxiety, that's another sign mm. that you probably need more self-care. Okay. And little things like lack of interest in activities that we used to enjoy. Um, if we just want to lay on the couch and not do anything, that's generally a sign. You may not be depressed. You just may be tired. Tired. Um, and then uncontrollable relax, re- reactions to situations like um, uncontrollable tears. I've I've had I've experienced that where I'm like, oh my god, I can't stop crying. Like where'd that come where from? is that coming from? Right, right. Or uncontrollable anger. You know, like you know, taking out your frustrations on people on the freeway. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, yelling at them um, as if you could do something about their driving. Right, um, right. Those kind of things kind of give you a hint that you're probably need more self-care. Mm, wow. I'm now I'm feeling like this conversation was just for me. Oh. Like, <laughs> as you listed those things, I'm like, oh my goodness. I have all of them. <laughs> I'm in crisis mode. I better get started right after this, this conversation today. Wow. So just to back up a little bit. So when you 
the process of writing your book. How long did it take you to write the book? Well, let's see. I started taking notes, like I said, about 10 years ago, just notes in my phone. Okay. Um, but then the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. and I had um, a lot more time on my hands, no commute uh, into work, or I wasn't socializing as much. So okay. I took that time to put all my notes together and um, created this book. Uh, right, that was right. my my pandemic project. Okay. And are there there different philosophies of self-care? Is your book rooted in any particular philosophy or aligned with, you know, another self-care guru, so to speak? Um, what is it rooted in? Uh, and it's rooted in the, in, in there are six self-care categories. Okay. And those six self-care uh, categories are mental, physical, mm-hmm. social, emotional, Practical okay. and spiritual. Okay. And so those are the six um, categories of self-care. Mm-hmm. And, and they're related to um, the what we need as, as humans, mm-hmm. psychologically and physically and emotionally. Right. Is that similar to, I've heard of this um, theory, Maslow's? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. needs. Is that sort of rooted in that? Well, knowing your needs and and being aware of your needs is definitely um, important. And and Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, says that, you know, we we can't do anything and be self-actualized until we actually have our basic needs met, like food, shelter, and um, some of those basic needs. Right, right. And a sense of community and importance and being connected to people and to things yes yes okay okay so you're talking about how we need more um what are some i'm cognizant of the time because we have a hard commercial um segment at 10 30 but i want to start the conversation about what are some other key points about self-care um and then kind of take a, a short come forward as we call it here at KBLA and then get into the heart of your book and the the lessons that you teach there. But what are some other key points about self-care? So one of the things that I want to say is that, you know, when you know that you might need Mm self-care, a lot of times we are still numb. We keep striving. We keep going. We keep, um, keep a a terribly busy schedule Mm -hmm. and that numbness, um, is um, keeps us in denial mm-hmm. that we need to do something different. Right. And I say denial keeps us safe until we're ready for the truth. Right, right. And the truth is that we numb ourselves and we have our drug of choice. And our drug of choice, the, the typical ones are alcohol, too much alcohol, too much drugs. Mm-hmm. But we also use food. Mm-hmm. We also use um, people. We use relationships to numb ourselves. What do you mean by that? People well, we, you go from relationship to relationship okay. or you focus on other people instead of yourself because mm. then you don't have to look at yourself because you're right. focused on other people. Right. And you can also use that as an excuse like, well, I'm helping everybody right. else. Exactly. So I don't have time to help myself. Exactly. And we're like, um, as my mom would say, I don't know if she's listening, like we're trying to be martyrs, right? Yes. And, and instead of focusing on being a martyr for ourselves. Yes, uh, and we use shopping. We use um, things like um, uh, buying too many designer bags or designer That's a shoes. Great place to pause. Right, <laughs> all the things we use to cover up our need to focus in on ourselves. We're having a great conversation with Sherry Betts about her book on the ABCs of self care. Stay tuned as we come forward. Have a great conversation planned for you. Courage is Courage contagious. Is contagious. We're KBLA Talk 1580.
KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Thank you for continuing to tune in to KBLA Talk 1580. This is the Ariva Martin Out Loud Show, and this is Angela Redock Wright, guest hosting, a fellow host on KBLA Talk 1580, The Legal Lens Show, which follows right after this show. And that was Mavis Staples. I'll take you there. This morning, I'm playing some of my favorite soulful songs, and that's uh, We All Love Mavis Staples. We're having a great conversation with self care expert um, Sherry Betts. She is the author of The ABCs of Self Care, Your Guide to Creating a happy, healthy, and more peaceful life. You definitely want to grab a copy of that book if you haven't already ordered it already. In our first segment, um, Sherry shared with us um, how she came to write this book and how it relates to her own life in corporate America and um, how she wrote the book that she wanted to read. And now it's a book that we all want to read. She also laid down some of the groundwork and foundation for understanding why self-care is important and why it's not just pampering, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, having a massage, but it's much deeper than that. And in particular, Sherry, within the African-American community and amongst African-American women and Africa, you were talking about this concept of numbing before mm-hmm. we took a commercial break and that we numb with food, with alcohol, with relationships. Give us some more insights about why African-Americans in particular numb themselves to the need for self-care. Um, so, Angela, we stay in this um, vicious cycle of stress oftentimes because of the war- of, of the messages we're sending ourselves. Um, and you you probably heard this, and maybe even as director of the Inroads program, I said to the said that you might have to work harder, twice as hard to be considered um, equal, or to make sure your competence is recognized. And so sometimes we don't listen to our body that says slow down or do less because we're listening to that voices that we have to strive and keep going um, in order to be seen and heard. Right. We owe it to our families. We yes. owe it to our ancestors. Uh, when we go back home, we, you know, we got to like show up and show that everything that everyone's invested in us is working and yes. that we're becoming, as Maya Angelou would say, we are the hope and dream of the slave, right? So we carry that that burden with us through life. Yes. And we have to, you know, say, okay, yeah, we want to do all of that and take good care of ourselves in the process right. and realize that you can do more and do it better if you slow down a little bit, if you do more self-care, and if you take better care of yourself. Indeed, indeed. I saw a, a, a meme on Instagram recently. It was It's a meme that's targeted, an app that's targeted at law students, uh, law school students. And it said, you know, you're having a conversation and the conversation you have with your fellow law school classmates is, oh, this is this is tough. You know, this is work. Getting through law school is tough. And then when you go home to your family and they're like, how's law school? And you're like, oh, it's great. It's a little bit challenging, but it's all great. <laughs> yes. Right. Because and that's part of that, you know if you're truly speaking about what's happening, it's tougher. But when, when we 
show ourselves to the world and to our family and our friends, we have to put on a different face and we feel that burden so much more. Absolutely. And we do have to make sure that we um, manage our emotional stress, though, right? because it can kill us. And and I talked about uh, heart disease and stroke as uh, being um, a, a major factor in emotional stress, but it's also a major contributing factor to the six leading causes of death in the U.S. So cancer, heart disease, accidental injuries, respiratory disorders, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. Those are all leading causes of death, and emotional stress has been linked to those. And we've seen a lot of news about younger people killing themselves yes. and, and committing suicide uh, because of all the stress that they're under uh, emotionally and um, externally. Right. And feeling that pressure to be better than. Exactly. To live up to a certain standard. Exactly. Wow. We've definitely got to break that cycle. And in your book, you give us the ABCs of breaking the cycle. Um, hence the title of the book. You give... Um, tips A through Z, 26 tips total. And today, today you've identified a few tips that you think are particularly important to our community, starting with the letter E. What is the letter E all about? Yes, well, um, and we talked about suicide. A lot of us, uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to claim to to know a lot about um, suicide. I'm an armchair cut psychologist, not a real psychologist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, sometimes that um, not feeling like you're enough can make someone feel despondent. And letter E is embrace enoughness. And I say um, a lot of t- times people don't feel like they're enough as a parent, as a spouse, as a business owner, or an employee. Uh, but I, I remind people we are born worthy. We don't have to earn it. With all our flaws and all, we don't need to to try to achieve anything more than being our authentic self and contributing our gifts to the world. So don't let perfectionistic um, thinking rob you of your worthiness. And I teach a class uh, to young people in Pepperdine in uh, Italy. Mm -hmm. And those students are already talking about how they're perfectionistic and how they have so much anxiety. And they just see it as a normal way of living. Mm. And I... I And they're American students studying in Italy or Italian students? Yes, American students studying in Italy. And they are... uh, uh, perfectionistic and complete and so much anxious and they're striving for you know these big goals um but you don't need worthiness um to have you can strive for excellence but you don't you don't need to earn your worthiness you're worthy because you exist right and then when people try to make you feel like you're not enough what's the response to that you have to believe that you are enough you have to know it in your mind that you're enough and you have to tell yourself and sometimes i use affirmations to reinforce that message because my negative thinking is taking me down a different path. So I use affirmations all the time to bring me back. Mm, do you have a favorite affirmation? I am enough. I, all, <laughs> uh, look in the mirror need. and say, yes, I, am, I enough. am enough. Right, right. And then another letter that you, you thought was important for today is the letter F around forgiveness. Oh, God. Yes, because as I said, we experience bias, microaggressions, discriminations, we, we experience those on a regular basis. And so um, we just have to make sure that we don't let that um, those people and those individuals um, steal our joy. Mm-hmm. We have to forgive them early and often so that disappointment and hurt doesn't uh, lie in our spirit. 
Yeah. Uh, we don't let them control our mood for long. Now, I'm not saying ignore that you feel bad because, you know, you, it's okay. You do feel bad and it's not comfortable when someone ignores you or treats you as if you are uh, unimportant. But you have to know your importance and you have to make sure that you feel um, that you can forgive them no matter what. And I love Ayala Van Zandt. She actually have wrote a book all about this. Uh, forgive everyone and everything as soon as possible. Because the forgiveness is for us. Mm. It's not for them. Right. It's for us, again, to maintain your happiness, your health, and your peace of mind. Yeah. No, that's so true. I can think of individuals that I've had challenges with. And I'm walking around just still upset about what have you. And they have moved on with their right. lives. They are happy. They're not even thinking about you. Not but you're still holding on you. to that, right? Yes, yes. So, wow, the power of forgiveness. We can have a whole show just about that. Um, well, we're going to come forward and continue um, to talk about um, two addition, three additional letters that Sherry has for us, the letter H-I-N-K. So stay tuned. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580, and we're talking to self-care author and expert Sherry Betts. Child, things are gonna get easier. Oh, yes, we're having a good time this Saturday morning, this weekend morning, talking about self care. And I tried to pick songs this morning that remind us of the, taking care of ourselves and just being kind to ourselves. We are talking, you're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. This is the Ariva Martin Out Loud show, Angela Redock Wright guest hosting for her. And we're talking to Sherry Betts, who is an author and self care expert. Her book, The ABCs of Self-Care, Your Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, and More Peaceful Life. And I love what uh, Sherry said, just that she, her motto throughout life is she just will not be unhappy. So anything that causes her unhappiness, she is immediately fighting against that. And she's giving us some tools for creating more happy in our lives, um, but just not happy for the sake of happy, a deeper happiness we're talking about. And she shared with us a few of her ABCs, um, the letters E and F. And now we're going to talk about letter H, having a healthy self-advocacy. Uh, yes, I really love this chapter. In fact, it's one of my favorite chapters of the book because this is something we constantly have to, to focus on. We have to balance um, the wants and needs of others with our wants and needs. Mm -hmm. And that's how we have healthy self-advocacy. Mm -hmm. And usually people think about advocating for people when they're in the hospital or you're advocating for yourself because you need help with a project. But I'm saying every day you need to have healthy self-advocacy because sometimes we care more about pleasing other people than we care about um, taking care of ourselves. Right. And as a recovering people pleaser myself, I am, this is really important to me because I realize that um, I have to make sure that I'm not being too selfless. Um, that's one extreme on a continuum. And then selfish is on the other side of the continuum. And I hear people say self-care is not selfish all the time. Mm -hmm. And that it, it isn't the case because selfish is another extreme. It's right up there with narcissism. Yes. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a healthy balance between looking at what you need and what um, others need and then finding some middle ground in right. there. I love it. I love it. And then what about the letter I, internally validate? Well, 
um, it, first of all, if we wait for someone to validate our importance, our enoughness, and our value, we could be waiting a very long yes, time. Yes, so right? true, so true. And so I recommend that you build your own confidence and make sure you know what that you know that you know that you are okay and perfect just as you are. Not that you don't want to keep growing, but you are okay as you are. And if you could make that um, a mantra, I'm okay just as I am. Yes, and that's along the lines of being enough, your exactly. first letter that you share it with exactly. us Exactly, and social media, though, promotes the concept of depending on external validation mm-hmm. from strangers. Right, right. And that is a recipe for disaster because we can't count on it. Exactly. I suggest you develop real connections with real friends and create more meaning in your life. And don't depend on your friends for validation either because you can't depend on that either. Validate right. yourself. Yeah. I think the thing we have to remember about our friends is that they they sometimes have their own things going on. So yes. you're looking for them for validation and support, et cetera. And it's not personal. It's just that everybody is experiencing life in a different way, right? Yes. And then just let's quickly hit on this letter K, keeping your power. Okay. This is something I learned from being in corporate America for so long. I learned that people who are insecure have a need to feel superior Mm. and they try to steal my power Mm -hmm. and I have worked real hard not to let them. True power is having a meaningful life and contributing your gifts to the world no matter who says it's okay or whether somebody feels like you're important. What are, how do people try, what's a quick example of how people try to steal your power or someone tries to steal your power? So if you are, for example, in a meeting giving, um, a, um, uh, a, a just you know saying something in a meeting about a topic um, that is going that we're discussing, and your comment is minimized or ignored. That just having the just doing that um, makes it sound seem like you're not you know you're important you're not important and what you have to say is not important right right and that could could steal your power. Or at least attempt to steal your power. power. And in that moment, how do you keep your power? In that moment, I make sure that I, first of all, monitor my reaction. Yes, yes. I monitor my reaction and calmly, if necessary, repeat the point that I made and thank the person. If they repeat what I say, thank the person for repeating what I said. And then thank you, Jim, as I was saying, yes, thank you for acknowledging (laughs) that in a very calm, cool, collected way, because if you become emotional, that's can be a form of allowing them to steal your power and your joy. Right. So we are, we've been having a great conversation, not enough time. Uh, We need another hour to continue to dissect issues of self care and, and um, not numbing ourselves to the need to be to take better care of ourselves, not just on the outside, but on the inside, our souls, our minds and our spirits. Stay tuned as we close out our conversation conversation with Sherry Betts, self-care expert. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. a great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. And that is the amazing Diana Ross. Reach out and touch somebody hand this show makes me want to reach out and tell everybody about the need to take better care of ourselves we've been talking to sherry Betts, self-care author and expert on her book the abcs of self-care and um sherry what uh, for i was just sharing with you a friend of mine is listening and she texted me that sherry mean that she meaning sherry just preached a whole word about validating yourself so if you've heard this conversation folks you can probably relate 
relate to that comment. And if you didn't hear the entire conversation, you'll be able to catch it again on Sunday and with our KBLA app throughout the week. Um, So Sherry, what final words do you have for our listeners that you want to share? Uh, First of all, I want to tell everyone to just start where you are. Um, don't don't be mad at yourself. Don't beat yourself up for not having better self-care. Um, just have self-compassion and um, d- take one step. If, if it's not, um, you, you know, you don't have to do everything all at once. I give you 26 self-care habits and tips in the book, but you can just do one at a time. And um, I promise they will have a cumulative effect. Um, over time. So make sure that you um, be gentle with yourself and start where you are. I love it. And you gave the analogy of being in your dentist's office? Yes. Um, so I, uh, there was a sign in my dentist's office that I loved. And it said, you don't have to floss all your teeth. Only the ones you want to keep. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be all of them. And that would be and all of them, And how does right? that relate to self-care? Right. So I believe that you don't have to practice self-care uh, uh, every day, only on the days you want to reduce stress and improve the quality of your life. And it is not optional. So commit to self-care and flossing daily. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe self-care is floss for the soul. Oh, I love it. I love it. Love it. Thank you, Sherry Betts, for joining us today. It's been great discussing your book and getting highlights of your book, um, The ABCs of Self-Care, Your Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, and More Peaceful Life. If you don't have it, be sure to um, get her book. And how can people follow you? So I'm on Instagram. And um, you can find my book on Amazon um, and um, Hudson Booksellers is offering a 25% off uh, uh, self-care coupon, self-care 25 and go to Hudson Booksellers online or you can pick it up in the airport. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you all so much. And thank you, Ariva, for letting me guest host your show this morning. This is Angela Redock-Wright, and it's been my absolute pleasure. And I invite you to continue with me on my show, which is up next, Legal Lens with Angela Redock-Wright, where we're talking about estate planning with Charlene Usher and Terry Franklin. Um, Closing out in the words of Gabrielle Union, if you prioritize yourself, you are going to save yourself. Thank you again, Sherry Betts, and stay tuned as we come forward.